All right, welcome, listener, once again to another edition of Footy from the Foot, the podcast coming to you close to the home of close to the home of football in San Diego, the Bluefoot neighbourhood bar and lounge in the heart of San Diego's glittering North Park. I'm your co-host Paul Hutchinson, and I'm joined, as is customary right now, by the miracle of the internet, the director of football at Bluefoot, Rodney Styles. How are you doing, sir? I'm good, mate. How are you? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, we're doing this a little earlier than normal, aren't we? So I'm kind of just about coming round now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad I've just woken up. I, I fell asleep in the, in the semi-final yesterday and I've only just woken up, so... Um, oh, you thought it was that bad, did you? It was like, yeah. Second half, mate. It was like pulling teeth, wasn't it? <laughs> How the hell did Leipzig get there? Well, well no offence. <laughs> <laughs> no offence, but you were absolute shit. Yeah. Shite, mate. <laughs> cool. Well, we'll get into the, uh, the European games as well uh, in a bit more detail. Uh, we'll have questions from the randomizer. Bring back the Mount Rushmore, and this this time it's going to be the Mount Rushmore of people of 2019-2020 season. We'll also have a look at some of the few games that are left that's coming up, any other business, and then we'll get out of your way. As always, we want you to get involved. Footy from the foot at gmail.com and at footy from foot on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Have a look at all of our previous podcasts um, on Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, and Google Play. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Thank you to those people who've done that already. And our website is footyfromthefoot.com. So, yeah, well, let's dig into the, the, the European games. Um, is, uh, do you have anything further to add? About... <laughs> I've got one more further thing to add. Well done, Paris Saint-Germain, for getting to the Champions League final, finally, after you spent £473 million pounds on your front three players. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's tinged with a little sense of irony there, but uh, you know. just a lot. Four hundred seventy-three million pounds for them three. I tell you, <laughs> he, looked, he looked bad last night, Mbappe as well. He didn't look good. Well, yeah, I think he's back from injury, isn't he? So um... yeah, to be fair, but it, it just wouldn't. And to be fair, the ball wouldn't drop for him. But this Neymar geezer, mate, he's finishing his pony. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a real good <laughs> if he could only finish that one. <laughs> the absolute demolition of Barcelona. 8-2 with Bayern yeah. Munich. Holy crap, what a game that was. <laughs> the end of hipster football, mate. I tell you what, though, I was, everyone was absolutely beside themselves to grief about the demise of this Barcelona team. I couldn't give a crap. All of the pundits seemed to be kind of like wailing away that they were getting an absolute beating. But I, yeah, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> And, and I love the I love the fact that they loan Coutinho to Munich. He scores two. You telling me he couldn't get into that Barcelona side? Yeah, he couldn't help score, could he? That was the thing. Like he just found himself in the positions to be able to score <laughs> twice because he didn't celebrate, did he? I can't help but have to score here. It's just you leave me no option. On a personal note, I was so happy when they got the eight because they made the seven-two uh, demolition <laughs> of Spurs earlier in the season feel a little mm-hmm. better. They, I think they played five games against Chelsea, Barcelona, and Tottenham. This season and scored 25 goals. They are yet to play in their semi-final. Well, they're going to be playing at Lyon because Manchester City absolutely buggered this up royally, didn't they? In my opinion. Unbelievable, mate. Yeah. Um, well, Pep, what, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> playing seven defenders against Lyon. Yeah. I think he was worried about Munich and he was trying something out. Well, he did that last year against your didn't he? In the first first leg of your game, Tottenham, he left a whole bunch of players out. He left um, De Bruyne out of the team, didn't he? He and lost one nil that game, yeah. Which yeah. basically got us through the tie. It's the wrong team again. To not pick a more attacking team against the seventh best side in France seems absolutely unbelievable to me. So, yeah. Yeah, or I think we, we talked at length for this as well on text message while the game was going on. It's, I'm not convinced with Pep at the moment. It's, he's 10 years without winning the Champions League now. He went two semi finals with Bayern Munich, I believe. 
He's done nothing more than what Pellegrini did. And who was the other manager? Mancini. He's done nothing more than them. He's won the league. He's won a couple of league cups, three league cups, FA Cup. Yeah, and he's not even got close with City. He's been knocked out in, in the quarterfinals. But also, it could have been a whole lot different if Sterling had put that away. What I mean, I've never seen anything quite like it. That that miss that he had just it before they got their third goal probably have gone into extra time. And who knows after that? But they would have won. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, reminded me of Ronnie Rosenthal. <laughs> Rocket yeah, yeah, good one. Yeah, it's just an absolute open goal, and yeah, conspired to. Balloon it over the back. It wasn't yeah. just a, like a, a balloon. It came off his boot at like an eighty-five degree angle, didn't it? It was yeah. astonishing, it's crazy. But Leon went through and, and deservedly so. Honestly, that they played the way that they were going to play and, and ended up winning three-one. So congratulations to them. Well, he did a number on them last season as well because they beat them and drew with them. But I was super disappointed with uh, City. I thought that they approached that entirely in the wrong way. I've got to say. Yeah, and have you seen the, the rumours going around now because Man United and Man City got so far, inverted, that they might miss the first weekend of the Premier League season to give them a bit more of a rest? I mean, but Wolves, who've been playing for over a year. I mean, I, I, I suspect that if they were to appeal that Wolves and if that's something they wanted, then yeah, uh, I suspect that they'd they probably get it. Sunday, talking to Manchester United, they lost disappointingly, really, to Sevilla 2 uh, 1. Neither side looked particularly great. United went 1 0 up uh, with a pen. Really well taken pen from Bruno Fernandes again, but Sevilla were Sevilla were barely in United's area. I think the entire game and scored two goals, didn't they? That that was all she wrote, really. Defensively, mate, the the winner was. I don't. I still watch that goal back, and I can't understand the defending on that goal. I mean, the first goal too, really. The, yeah. There was too many people not picking players up, and the, the back post just on there to finish it off. Um, yeah. I think Man United will look at that as an opportunity missed without any doubt, really. That they should, totally. I think they should have beaten them. Sevilla weren't on it particularly, I don't think. On Monday, Inter absolutely spanked Shakhtar Donetsk. Not quite sure how they got as far as they have done, but Inter looked yeah. a pretty tasty, tasty team. Yeah, and Lukaku, um, 10, 10 European games in a row now he scored. Yeah, got his, record. and 11th as well in that run, I think, in this game. Took his goals well. Inter. So it's going to be an inter-severe final. Uh, that's on Friday. Like we've mentioned already, uh, PSG beat Leipzig. We are yet to see how Bayern Munich and Lyon get on because we're taping this on Wednesday morning. <laughs> From the sublime to the ridiculous in the USL, SD Loyal uh, went away to Phoenix Rising and got beat at 2-0. They've not scored now for two games in a row, so that was a disappointing road loss. And they have slipped to third now in Group B in the revamped USL standings. Okay, we'll leave it there. And um, when we come back, we'll fire up the randomizer, see what that throws up. All right, welcome back. Um, And yeah, let's fire up the um, randomizer. Oh, it's a new, this is going to be a new question. Number 13. Have you ever refed a game? No. No? (laughs) (laughs) How do you think you would do? Pretty bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd be too easy. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd be dreadful, mate, yeah. I think running the line as well, I think that's uh, that, that's a skill in itself. I think, uh, yeah, I, I think you get a whole bunch of clog from people very close to you if you get that wrong. Yeah. As a teacher, I refed uh, a lot of the school team games. Yeah, I've, I've actually, I've refed a game in front of Brian McClare. That's my claim to fame. Wow. <laughs> His son went to an uh, opposing school in the 
Cheshire area, which was a bone of contention with my, my headmaster because uh, being Catholic, he should have gone to the, the, the local Catholic school, which is where I was. <laughs> so he, my head teacher would always say, uh, just uh, yeah, pull, pull, pull up uh, Brian McLeod's son if you can, just to kind of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you forget sometimes that you are the, the one that's making the decisions, really. Like, oh, no, yeah, yeah, that was me. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I do have a yellow and a red card. So when I'm working behind the bar on the big games, I do try and referee behind the bar a little bit with people. You do, yeah. You you're quite liberal with your uh, yeah. yellow, and, and, and I mean, on occasion, straight reds just kind of like, yeah, that was yeah, two footed. You know totally. But you know the problem I have with refereeing as well. I think in my head is that I always like to pick a team. So I think I'd be <laughs> without knowing it, I'd be really impartial. You know, <laughs> I'd be bad. I wouldn't trust myself. <laughs> yeah. Anybody playing in white, you're like... Oh, yeah. Like yeah, anybody in red? No, mate, not interested. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, sometimes they, like, uh, we dig up gold, but sometimes there's a simple <laughs> no answer. <to> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next question, let's see. Okay, yeah, question number five. And that is, oh, any school football stories? No, again, not really. Just, just, I enjoyed playing. Yeah, it, it, I was, I played up front. I scored lots of goals. I, I remember one day I scored a, a, a finger hat trick on like a debut game at one of my new schools. A couple of weeks later, I played again, scored another couple of goals. And two girls who were like two years below me came up and said, you're going to be the next Gary Lineker. Can we have your autograph? Uh, give over. No, no, Wait, no. Serious. I'm not having that. <laughs> Uh, so um, there you go, mate. Yeah, so that's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sign that autograph? Of course, mate. <laughs> oh my god, that's ridiculous. What? And the legend was born, by the way. Yeah, that, oh yeah, that, that moment. Oh my god, legend. <laughs> well, mine's a lot less glamorous, I have to say. Playing, at, I think it's like second year at high school, and we were absolutely battering this team called Within, uh, sorry, Haywood. Okay. And we were playing on this it was like horrible winter's day and it was on this open field. There must have been like maybe four or five fields. Like So there was no cover, wind howling through, like rain, freezing cold. And I was the right back who was just like chatting with their centre forward. There's all of the rest of my team just battering them in their own penalty area. And, and basically I was just stood there. And do you know, remember those kind of like, kits that were like tea bags wind would whip right through you i was just chatting away and then all of a sudden whoa and i walked over to the referee and collapsed in front of him with hypothermia <laughs> my dad had to carry me off because i wasn't doing it i wasn't moving it was like it was a miserable wet freezing cold day and i just so yeah i had i had like a couple of days off school pathetic really what a horrible story <laughs> and honestly i was like i don't think i play it off too often after that you got moved to left back in a change room yeah i mean i yeah sub my own self what can i do that's not gonna make me do that again so i play cricket because you don't okay. have rain and it's nice and sunny generally yeah, speaking. a good it. move <laughs> sorry it's not funny but it's funny yeah. <laughs> oh we can laugh about it now but yeah because you're alive <laughs> yeah that's it like physically carry me off the field. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when I broke my leg, actually. Um, I remember we had a defensive crisis for the youth club I was playing for. So I said, I'd go back in defence. I can't defend at all. And um, the goalkeeper said to me, the winger's really good. Give him a little knock. Let him know you're around. I went bounding over, missed the ball completely, crashed into his leg, went tumbling over. He came over and punched me in the face because of the tackle. I broke my leg and the referee sent me off. Wow. Calm yeah, nobody asked someone autograph after that one, mate. Wow. Ew, the reducer. Oh my God! It was what a yeah moment. 
Excellent. Oh, very good. Bless you. All right. Should we do one more? Yes. Yeah. Leave it there. And who could be described as a mercurial talent? A word that actually doesn't get used very often these days. No, it's somebody who changes themselves, isn't it, a little bit, I think. I, I interpret that as a player that could be 9, 10 out of 10 certain games, but then go totally, totally missing in, in others, and they just get, you get nothing out of them. You put, put them in the, the team for their sort of skill and the potential for them to do something absolutely sublime, was how I interpret What do you have? Well, yeah, it's, it's like a split personality a little bit, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? He'll, he'll be one person or another. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I suppose yeah. you could say Messi Ozil. <laughs> I think that's a really good shout, actually, given that's the that's opportunity that's to actually play yeah. I suppose he'll do nothing for games, really, and then he'll turn something on and assisted, you know, two or three goals. So it's when when he and Mkhitaryan played, it was like playing without any kind of defensive midfield. There was just no hustle was there at all uh, when both of those two played. I think you can get away with one player like that, but there's two. I think that that's becomes a problem after that. So my one was: Do you remember a player called Georgie King Cladzi? Man City, yeah. He was absolutely unbelievable, but I think one of those that blew really hot. Or really cold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what I'll do is I'll, I'll put up a little sort of YouTube supercut of all of his stuff. But he was like this like jinky little midfielder that could beat a man, score a goal after beating three or four players. But then, but if he wasn't doing that, he wasn't really out, like, giving exactly. the team very much yeah. else otherwise. Probably maybe someone like Polo Di Canio maybe as well. Hesitate to say JJ Acocha because even if he wasn't playing well, he would always put in a shift, but I mean, what a, an honour to have watched him play for Bolton all season. He's just an incredible, skillful player. Any others before we... we I can't we, think of anybody, mate, to be honest. I'm, I'm thinking, but my brain's to me later on. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're mercurial. Maybe... <laughs> I might come out with a cracker in a few minutes. Okay? Yeah, exactly. Well, just out of nowhere. Just expecting it. <laughs> all right, well, we'll leave it there. And when we come back, we will talk about the Mount Rushmore of the 2019-20 season. Okay. Yeah, we've not done a Rushmore for, uh, for a while. No. Let's uh, give this one a go. Like the people that define the 2019-2020 season, which is really difficult to say, actually. There's too many 20s in there. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Henderson, really, for me, is one of them. I think that he made a massive difference to them when he wasn't playing, which is a surprise to me, really. I don't know what it is that he does, particularly, that is so important to Liverpool. Yeah, they definitely have a, a drop-off in form, don't they, when, uh, yeah. when he doesn't play. And obviously, he's the captain. Done a great job with him, I think, Jurgen Klopp. To, to get a player out of Jordan Henderson, to me, is um, bordering on genius. I had no idea that he had it in him. When he moved from Sunderland to Liverpool, I had no idea that he became no. this important to Liverpool. So You are right as well. When he doesn't play, they are a different team totally, aren't they? Yeah. He seems, he seems to be the engine guy in there, you know what I mean? Kicking it over. And he doesn't particularly do anything very no. spectacular, does he, really? No. But maybe it's just the sort of driving force. of He's his clock on the field, you know, that he's the, the one that's sort of driving it all. And he's had a great season. He, he was given the, the football writer's... Player of the Year, wasn't he, as well? The, the, the winning captain. So I think is one of mine because he just epitomises the whole season because everybody was like, oh, my God, look at this guy. The skill level he showed was amazing. The link-up with Jimenez was amazing, the crossing. Nobody could touch him, really, could they? <laughs> At times. I mean, very, like, quite literally, if he's covered in baby oil. What an improvement. I think that's credit to, to Nuno there. What a job he did. Believing him. himself and... and just almost impossible to play against uh, on occasions. He's not really powerful, skillful, and uh, just oh, 
oh my goodness. Just well, across and he, he, he literally serving up on a plate for him and those. You can't miss, really, can you? I oh, think yeah. that, that combination has been the, the most fruitful, I think, in the entire league, hasn't it? And I'm sure that there are lots of clubs looking at <laughs> the kind of player he's turned into. And like, why did we not, like, Middlesbrough, he's been at Middlesbrough, I think, hasn't he? And I mean, yeah. like looking at him and going, wow, we. <laughs> yeah. How did we miss that? My, uh, my other nomination is Chris Wilder, who's done a, a brilliant job at, at Sheffield United. I don't think anybody had Sheffield United finishing in the top half of the table. They play it right, don't they? The Gerratton sort of style of play. I, I think they ran out of steam a little bit towards the end. What an incredible achievement to have uh, stayed in the league and handily oh. too. So, yeah, Chris unbelievable. Wilder. I just hope they have a really good season next year as well. It's a, a really interesting style of play. They came up playing this with the, the idea of overlapping centre halves almost, isn't mm-hmm. it? Uh, and they continued it into Premier League and it's been yeah. very, very successful. So, yeah, congrats. Oh, he's done a marvellous job. Yeah, and since he's taken over that club, I think his win ratio is insane. Oh, really? Right, yeah. Not fashionable, though, is he? <laughs> no, oh, God, yeah, he's not touted to be the next uh, Man City manager, is he? Let's be honest, but brilliant for that club. Superb stuff. Yeah, no, an unbelievable job. So that brings me on to another manager I think has to be on the Mount Rushmore, okay. which is Jurgen Klopp. Fair enough. I mean, he, yeah, I mean, they could have broken so many records this season, couldn't they? <laughs> After the lockdown, but they kind of went on the beach. I think we discussed that, didn't we? But some <laughs> of the football, but the last two years as well, some of the football they played. I actually think they were better last season. He's won the title. It's been 30 years. You've got to give him a huge amount of credit for that. The match of Klopp and Liverpool as a city and as a club has worked extraordinarily well, hasn't it? That he, oh, yeah. he loves being there. He loves creating history for this club and it really does show. And the other thing as well that I think people are forgetting is that they're, they're world club champions. They're also the yeah. Super, <laughs> Super Cup European champions. So they've, you know, they've won a lot this year there's been a lot of extra games for them to have played and lots of travel to very sure. and so you know the, the very successful season and he runs it right as well Paul because he doesn't I mean he goes out and gets the big players but he, he generates the money first doesn't he he stole Coutinho he got Allison in he got Van Dijk in it's clever purchasing they're not going over the top Nope. But what he's built there, the spirit with the fans and everything, it's just, yeah, it's very envious. I, I see a quite a lot of comparisons with uh, Alex Ferguson in, in a lot of ways, where he is the embodiment of the club. I think I can't argue with the Jurgen Klopp being uh, part of the, the Rushmore sure. of this season. Any, any kind of uh, honourable mentions? I'm just trying to think myself. Danny Ings, Jamie Vardy should get a mention. I mean, Jamie, Jamie Vardy won the gold yeah, boot. Yeah. Jamie Vardy, you're dead right, yeah. Because uh, yeah. 34 now? Yes, I think that's right, yeah. So he's the oldest winner of the Golden Boot. So, really, yeah. okay, that's a, a tribute to him and his uh, dedication to keep himself fit. Keeping Daniel that- Levy, Daniel Levy, should get a mention for the soap opera he created for Amazon, which is started on August the thirty first. <laughs> I you think did. he actually had all this planned out. <laughs> I'm not going to give Pochettino any money. I'm going to buy some shit-ass players in the summer and not give him who he wants. Then I'm going to sack him in November. I've got Jose Mourinho coming in. Amazon are going to love this. Hear me out. Just hear me out. Pitching the show to the Amazon producer. I am dreading this program. <laughs> That's it. It's not even come out yet. You're already kind of... <laughs> <laughs> the first three episodes drop on August the 31st. I heard somebody interviewed who'd gone to the, the junket for the release of the show. And I think, yeah, the first three episodes are all about Pochettino up to the point where he is uh, given the old heave-ho. Yeah, maybe we should have like a, a viewing party of, of that uh, as kind of part of the, the podcast. I don't there know. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, a, live, wait. A, a live streaming of your reaction to all of that. Yeah, maybe that's it. Oh, wait. <laughs> all right. Cool. 
we'll take a quick break and then we'll play through some fixtures that are about to come in the next week and then uh, any other business. Okay, yeah, we'll round off with just one or two games of, of note. On Friday is the Europa final. Sevilla versus uh, Inter, Milan. I, I fancy Inter in this one, I have to say. I only see one winner in this game, Paul. They look like the most dangerous going forward, I think. Yeah, no, they'll, they'll win this game. I, I, yeah, truly, I truly believe that they'll win this game. And uh, Man United can look on jealously at Lukaku, who, who's just banging goals in for fun. In the two games they played, Copenhagen and Seville, <laughs> they yeah. uh, had 46 shots on goal. And scored two penalties. That's pretty remarkable, really. I think there was lots of times it felt that, especially Marcus Rashford, uh, was r- threw in on goal and he paused or didn't choose the right option. In a tricky form, if you ask me, since his comeback. He's not really set the world on fire, has he? I suppose not. Although he's a national treasure, of course, after all of Of course he is, yes. <laughs> on Sunday, it is the Champions League final. So we don't know yet who between Bayern Munich and Lyon will be there. We do know that PSG is going to be. Part well, James of that. is actually um, thinking Leon might do something against Munich today, so we've got a ten dollar bet on it because I think he's absolutely talking rubbish. So, <laughs> <laughs> with all due respect, uh, yeah, I think you're, yeah. <laughs> My money's safe. Talking about betting, I um, I was walking around yesterday and I heard that Celtic because it was the Champions League qualifiers yesterday. It was, yeah, which is ridiculous. And Celtic were playing. Reykjavik, yeah. Reykjavik, they were 33 to 1, Reykjavik, to win this game. 13 to 1 for the draw. And I thought, ooh, should I put a, <laughs> should I put a cheeky bit of money on? Celtic won 6 0. No. That's why it was 33 to 1. <laughs> well, I mean, they do have some previous with uh, losing to very low down teams in the championship. Yeah. Didn't they lose to like, the, Gibral- the Gibraltar champions? Gibraltar? Yeah, I, I, think, I think they did, yeah. Like Lincoln Red Imps, were they called? <laughs> Out of nowhere. Yeah, they, they they lost at their place, didn't they? So yeah, that, that, and then we're, we're struggling for football. Then I think really, um, yeah. it's the start of the French league actually on Friday. But uh, I think that that's been postponed. The, the, yeah, the Marseille game was postponed straight away because of uh, COVID. Because yeah. I think that was the opening game, wasn't it? Marseille versus Saint Etienne. Uh, yeah, that's been postponed. I think five cases. I think in the, the Marseille squad of COVID. So, but uh, yeah, so shout out to Clay, our resident Marseille fan. Um, Sorry that that's been postponed for you. On Saturday, SD Loyal are at home to Reno 1868, which is a record of the year that that town was was founded. SD Loyal could do with a nice home win uh, to get things going again. Totally. It's El Trafico on Saturday, 3 o'clock. MLS is back in, in regular play, I believe. LA Galaxy versus LAFC. They're always fun uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Tijuana played Puebla at home. Tijuana at second bottom in the league, by the way. Uh, they lost again midweek, so very poor, pretty useless. And uh, your uh, your Spurs, they have a friendly against Ipswich, I think, on uh, on Saturday. So yeah, unleashed. Joe Hart making his debut. Joe Hart making his debut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, I did say, didn't I, that uh, to all of your strikers are going to go into each game uh, high on confidence, having banged in absolute bags of goals uh, during the week in training. Absolute masterstroke. Well I, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a good move, and he's totally coming into his prime actually as a, as a goalkeeper at thirty-three. Oh, I think he's in. So yeah. Have you seen his body? He's ripped. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, what else could you do? I suppose if you're like, oh my god, there was pictures on Instagram or something. He's, he's, it's quite frightening, actually. <laughs> right. Woof. 
Yeah. Woof, woof, indeed. What's what's the, the guy that uh, City have just signed from uh, Napoli, the defender? Kubali. Kubali, yeah, Kubali. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that there there is a signing, by the way. That oh. is. Just yeah. turned twenty nine in the prime. He's That's what he should have done last summer. <laughs> massive, massive difference he's going to make to that team. Like, yeah, that. I think so. Yeah, I think Pep's really going to go all guns blazing next season. Yeah, he's got a lot to prove. There's a possibility Neymar could miss the Champions League final. Saw this, yeah. He very stupidly uh, swapped shirts with um, a Leipzig player on the pitch, which, according to the regulations, he now has to self-quarantine for 12 days. They've just been playing a game of football against each other. Exactly. No, it was just a funny story I read because you're not supposed to swap the shirts. I suspect a lot of what have been asked of the players in terms of like not celebrating goals and things is all to do with the example being set for everybody else watching rather than any practical fight against the spread of COVID. People have been tested, I'm going to assume, that have been allowed into the stadium. I hope he's not banned. That'd be awful. Wouldn't that be an awful thing? David Silver's joined Real Sociedad as well. Yeah, the Lazio uh, general manager is not happy about that, is he? For some reason. So he reckons he's been gazumped. But, and I'm just reading as well that the Premier League has been rocked by 14 cases of COVID after everybody's coming back from holiday. Huh. So, yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I was astonished that we got through all of those nine games without anything happening. I know. But the fixture list is actually announced tomorrow, aren't they, I think? That's right, yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny because we normally do this podcast on a Thursday, don't we? We do. So when I saw they've been released on Thursday, I was like, well, I can't see them, where are they? Then I realised it was Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's lockdown uh, brain a little bit there, isn't it? Like, yeah, I've got that today, my friend. Talking of David Silver as well, did you see the sort of tribute that Manchester City uh, put together? 60-odd different assists. They put placed a pair of football boots on the field where he made all of the different assists at the yeah. Etihad. I'll, I'll link to the video that they put yeah. together for that. It's Pretty cool little idea. Very nicely yeah. put together. They've also erected a statue for him as well. Are they really? Okay. So they've really got the town on this one. But yeah, great player. Though. Great player. Great servant. Absolutely. Ten good years. Uh, first round of the League Cup was drawn um, a couple of days ago. Bolton are playing Bradford City um, in the first round. I think the first round of that is the week before the actual league starts. So Bolton couldn't be out of the League Cup before them. the actual... <laughs> Before the actual season starts, so come on, Paul. That, be, be, more, be more confident. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did play Bradford last year in the checker trade. I did go and see them uh, when I was over there in September, and they were dreadful. So, if they're anything like what they were, yeah, we should absolutely walk that. But anyway, we all look forward to that fixture. Oh, yeah, no, it'll be uh, yeah, it's a shame that Bluefoot's not open for that kind of fixture, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that absolutely does us, I think. Please get in contact, um, footyfromthefoot, gmail.com, and at footyfromthefoot, um, if you have suggestions for further talking points, that or future talking points, Rodney and I can discuss. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and now Overcast for previous podcasts. Rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you to my pal, uh, David Sangster, uh, for the theme tune. And the outro that you're about to hear, give them a follow on at 1in20parkinson's. You can show your appreciation to the bartenders at Bluefoot by clicking on the virtual tipping link on Bluefoot's website, bluefootbar.com. And as well, you can pick up the T-shirts that, again, uh, proceeds of which uh, go to the bartenders. Yeah, I think with that, 
thank you for your listener and let's do this again next Thursday bye that question Ted I really need to think about that's completely bamboozled me what the mercurial one yeah it's like yeah, part two next week. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking maybe, I don't know, like Glenn Oddle, something like that. Is, that, is he Mercurial? No. No. Chrissy Waddle, maybe? Mm-hmm. John Barnes for England, there's a good one. John Barnes for England, yeah. Oh, shit, see, they all come now, don't they? <laughs> all right, well, there you go. Uh, the, the DVD extra. That's, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> director's cut. Little Easter egg for the, at the end of the podcast. Lovely. Take care, everyone. All right, take care, See you now.